Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for Kilkenny Today. Kilkenny Today, of course, is on between 5 and 6 each weekday evening here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Most of the, all the team are here somewhere around the studio. Bear Scott, how are you? I'm good, Jim. The, these God. Tuesday nights are, are, are coming yeah. around thick and fast. Yeah. We're going to be run, going to be running out of stuff to talk about now in another <laughs> week or two. Oh, well, that could happen, all right. Liam Kelly O'Rourke, how are you? Evening, lads, how are we? What are we going to do? for the next seven or eight weeks or however Sunday. long however long there's the soccer season is done we have nothing well I know we have the ladies world cup but that's a good bit yeah. away but we have a, well, all of us soccer addicts are going to have a serious um serious what's the withdrawal symptoms go suffer from over for the next two <laughs> months um, in the second part of the programme we'll be joined on the line by the secretary of the Kilkenny District League uh, Michael Coughlin and Michael will announce all the different winners of the player of the year awards oh, the God. whole way all the school boys and the school girls junior ladies youths the whole lot he has them all so in the second part of the programme we'll go with that um, in the third part of the programme then we'll be looking back at what turned out to be a fairly mundane last day of the season probably there was a little bit of excitement for a while you know Cueve Breen Allen will be in with us for that part of the for that discussion but we'll be looking ahead to the FA Cup final I know Liam probably doesn't (laughs) get too excited but Bear FA Cup final day is always there's always a special day and it's hard to believe that this year it's the first time ever the the all Manchester derby in all the years of the of the FA Cup okay so we'll be doing a little bit of, of all of that later on as always our text line is 086 6353 That's 086 353 That text line, of course, is sponsored by taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. As always, we look back at the at the local results and f- and and look ahead to fixtures from the over the last week or so. Um, very, very little. We're down at the bare bones. But last Sunday. It was the you know the, the big day really in the Kilkenny District League Canada McCallum Cup final day. It was a it was a it was a, a different game because a different experience this season because of the the huge gulf in the in the in the gaps four divisions between the two teams. But to be fair, Evergreen Forty Six, I believe you know they. They, they performed with, with credit they, I wasn't able to go but they were performed with credit but in the end it finished 5-0 to Freebooters which I suppose you know wouldn't come as a huge surprise to most outsiders looking in but after the game Liam Kelly O'Rourke spoke to David Rice Freebooters captain and to Shawnee Dial one of the management team Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Um, I'm delighted to be joined by Shawnee Dyle and Captain David Rice. Shawnee, first of all, a McCallum Cup in the bag. No matter the opposition, they're always great to take. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's a trophy um, that uh, is probably one of the most prestigious in Kilkenny. Um, like you said, we um, we were kind of on a hiding to nothing. If, if we didn't win well, it was a bad day. And if, <coughs> excuse me, um, and if we didn't win, it was absolute disaster, of course. But look, for 20 minutes, they held us. But I think once the first goal went in, um, we started playing. We got a bit more confident and one comfortable in the end. But I'd like to say well done to Evergreen 46. Even t- to get here f- for them 
was brilliant and in fairness to them they um, they performed as well as they could and there was no nastiness in the game so fair play to them and thanks Yeah and Peter got the opportunity at stages in that second half to use a bit of the bench and like it's always great to play in the final and uh, it's a squad game I'm sure Peter and yourself would always echo those sentiments so to get lads on the pitch to savour the moment I mean y- y- you have to take those opportunities Yeah look it's uh, we got we got to bring on Billy Wall and Owen Hanny too 17, uh, 17 and 18 year old like they're going to be the future of this team um, for the, but for us the likes of David here who's stayed with us through taking 10 to pick up two trophies as captain this year as class Ben Ryan who's been with us all his life has done this before mm. but you wouldn't realise that you're in the dressing room with the younger players what David and Ben and these lads do for these younger players and we'll need younger players going forward but we have a good squad we have a couple coming in um, we're really looking forward to next year and hopefully go a step further Yeah and David uh, as captain of this team thanks Shawnee as captain of this team David it's been a mixed bag I suppose over the last two months disappointment in Leinster and domestically but two cup competitions in the bag is not easy in Kilkenny No look um I spoke to yourself there after the Marshfield final and I was saying it was the first time in years that we won back-to-back trophies. That was the first time uh, in 12 years that we've actually won two trophies in the same season. I was playing when we won the McCallum Cup nine years ago. There was a very different team than this. We had lads, we had Aaron Malloy there, God rest his soul, uh, was playing on the team that day. So to come back here, it just shows, we'll take the Cups when we can get them. They were the aim, but it just shows that Cups, any trophies in Kilkenny aren't easy come by, you know. So when two come at once, we'll take them and hopefully there might be one more. We have a semi final there to play Wednesday. We'll think about that tomorrow and um, we'll push on and uh, see how far we can go on that one. I know there's a cup to be presented, but before I let you go, season overall not quite finished yet. How would you reflect on it, I suppose? Mixed with a little bit of disappointment, but plenty to build on for next year. Yeah, plenty. Look, plenty to build on. Look, the future of Freebooters is bright. I mightn't get to see as much of it now I'm getting a bit older but the lads coming through they've done massive work there in the fair green we played our first game on it last week absolutely beautiful surface like it's crazy to have facilities like that bang in the centre of town um, we have a great manager great coaching staff and the best bunch of lads that I've ever worked with and I'm absolutely proud to captain them I'm proud to captain them to this trophy uh, we'll enjoy the night and look last season we started pre-season the 7th of July hopefully it's not the same this year because if we have another game Wednesday hopefully we get past that and if we have another final we'll be 11 months training squad went through thick and thin this year so it's exciting times ahead for the club to be fair the treble is still on David oh look we dare to dream now we'll enjoy tonight and enjoy the day and look credit to the 46ers there to be fair for coming out they gave a good game and uh, credit for them to be in the final yeah well look exciting times ahead the AstroTurf as well best of luck next season and thanks for obliging us all year Annie here from TRP Kilkenny we are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City yeah, and look at, you know, it was probably predictable enough, but they were on a bit of a hiding to nothing, in fairness. And I mean, if, um, you know, yeah. like, Evergreen 46 had some really experienced players right at the, the wrong stage of their mm. career, shall we say. But, you know, if Booter's attitude wasn't right and, you know, they yeah. went to go down or something, so in fairness to oh, them, they, yeah. they were Sean, on a hiding. As Sean, mentioned it, it was 20 minutes before there was a goal scored. And you could imagine the way things, you know. Yeah, yeah but that's the way Evergreen 46 yeah. had to take, had to, had to approach. Had it was to stay into it. Liam, you were there and and, and, and to be fair, you mm. know, once the first goal went in, that was more or less it. Yeah, I have to say, for 25 minutes it was a very valiant effort from, from the 46 lads. That You can talk about exciting football and attacking football, but just from a defensive structure, they really set up very, very well. But as you can understand, when that first goal went in with Shawnee Bulger, 
they, 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 uh, there was a deflation in the team. The heads dropped slightly. Now they battled on. They had, they had some really experienced heads in there. Some very good young players coming up as well. I mean, the, the future for Evergreen is bright, but just Freebooters' quality and that relentless pressure, because it's no exaggeration to say they were in the Evergreen 46 half for the best part of 85 minutes. So to withstand it and keep it to five was an achievement in its own right. Fair play. Look at Well, that's Booters, as we said, second trophy of the season. They won the Marsh Shield earlier on. They're playing tomorrow night in the semi-final of the Mock Lawler Cup. They're away to Callan, and the winner of that will play Bridge United in Derdimus on Thursday night week, which is the 8th, I think, in the final. So, Booters have an opportunity to put a third trophy in the, in the, in the, in the bag for this season. You know, got to within a couple of points of winning the league, got to a semi final of a Leinster Junior Cup, were beaten by the eventual winner. So, overall, I suppose, oh, if you are, yeah. if you offered Peter Higgins at the start of the season in his first year in, in managing the team, if you offered him all that, chances are, chances true. are he'd have taken it. The ladies of New Park were also celebrating <coughs> on Saturday evening out in Derdimus. They won the ladies St. Candice's Credit Union Cup final on a 3 2 on penalties after a one all draw with Mill Celtic. So, great to see because New Park have have always been one of the stronger ladies teams it's great to have the ladies football division back in Kilkenny and great to see one of the local teams because there were a few the, the league title oh, yeah. went to Carlo so it's great to see the cup staying in, in Kilkenny and in the city with New Park um, uh, the Evergreen under 16 girls did a great win 2-1 against Gory Rangers well done to them their under 16 lads were beaten on a penalty shootout by Hanover Harps unlucky to them Bridge United great for them won the under 19 Henderson Cup again after a penalty shootout won all after extra time against Dean Celtic Bridge United won 4-2 on penalties well done to them unfortunately the Evergreen under 12s the Freebooters under 13s were beaten in the in Skechers Cup regional final action but the Lions under 15s they had a great win uh, 5-3 against Dungarvan last weekend so mixed fortunes for the Kilkenny teams in the latter stages of those outside school by competitions as I said we're down to the bare bones now with regard to junior there's a number of un- underage division you know uh, school boys cup semi-finals and finals to be played but on Sunday in Derdimus at 11 o'clock the inaugural Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield final takes place it's um you know, Castle Warren Celtic against Tullerone. It's a, it's a, a new competition that the new committee brought in. As it's a kind of a cup competition for the bottom two divisions. Yeah. It was a great idea, to be fair. And two of the strongest teams that competed in the competition, Castle Warren and Tullerone, they both finished in the top three or four in the Division Two leagues, which would would have meant they were among the strongest teams yeah. in the competition. Castle Warren, of course, have been promoted up into Division One for next season, so that'll bring a good crowd to Derrymus on Sunday morning. Castle Warren Celtic are home to Tullerone. Not much between them in, in in the league terms, so could be a real tight competitive game. There was a good few penalty shootouts last weekend between <laughs> in, even in the Kilkenny, so don't be surprised if there's another one in Derrymus on Sunday morning. Um, we'll go to take the first ad break uh, when we come back we have a good bit to get through with, with Michael with Miller and we'll be announcing all the different winners of all the different school boys school girls and junior uh, players of the years we'll be back in two minutes the team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme Offside Soccer only on Community Radio Kilkenny City and you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. We'll give out the text line one more time, 086-353-7782. That's 086-353-7782. That, of course, is sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a Tech company. Michael Coughlin, Miller, Kilkenny District League Secretary, joins us on the line. How are you, Miller? 
Not too bad, Jim, and yourself. Good evening. I presume Burr is there with you. I'm here, Miller. <laughs> Good evening, Burr. How are you? Coming, coming, to, coming to the end of the season, uh, Miller, you're not going to be you're not disappointed. We'll talk about a few bits and pieces that are coming up in the next few weeks, in a few minutes' time. But I suppose the main reason for coming on this evening is that uh, it's player of the year time in, in the Kilkenny District League, of course. And uh, we're doing something, well, you're doing something a little bit different. You're going to announce all the winners live on the programme here this evening. Oh yeah, after uh, the negotiations of the contract today with yourself, Jim, and the fees and everything and all that, we got it over the line there in the last hour <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, best of luck with that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pascal has the invite on the way for you. <laughs> Water, yeah, 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 I, I'll pass it on to the appropriate authority. Right, where do we want to start? I don't know, will we... Will we start with the schoolgirls first? Start with uh, the schoolgirls first, ladies first, okay, so... Right, we have... Schoolgirls under 12 Division 2 it uh, was won by Sophie Holden of Evergreen ok that's Sophie Holden of Evergreen one would assume either Brian or Pat must be it's that must Brian's, be. it's Brian's daughter I think actually ok uh, has won that one um, Schoolgirls under 12 Division 1 uh, Brooke Quirk of Freebooters ok well done Brooke fair play uh, Schoolgirls under 14 Division 2 uh, Claude O'Shea of Spa United. Oh, well done, Claude. Brilliant. It's great to see the smaller clubs getting some of these oh, awards. Yeah, it is all right. Um, Schoolgirls under 14, Division 1, which is uh, Amy Welch of Freebooters. Oh, well done, Amy. Well done. Great achievement for you. Uh, Schoolgirls under 16, Division 1. Uh, I hope I pronounced this right. Queeve Kelly of Callum. Queeve Kelly, I'd say it is. Queeve yeah. Kelly yeah. from Callum. Well done, Queeve. <laughs> Jim, you're supposed to have a copy of this to help me. I do you? have it. I'm looking <laughs> at it here, Miller. I do have it. <laughs> That's why I can see what's going on. Go on. <laughs> um, the girls under 18 was won by Ellie Moore of Stonyford. Yeah, well done. I've heard Ellie's name mentioned in a few dispatches. Really good player and lady soccer. Very, very strong in Stonyford. So, well done, Ellie. Yeah. And the women's uh, junior award goes to um, Emer Mahan of East End United. Again, well done. It was great to have the ladies football uh, back in the Kilkenny District League this season. And East End always traditionally one of the strongest ladies teams. So, well done to Emer. No, they have been, yeah, they've been going for, they've been going fairly well and they're even competing in Carlo and that fairly well and, I mean, I think uh, there's a few Munner inter-county teams as well that's into the Ireland semi-final but we'll talk about that later or something anyway. Right, so where do you want us to go now? Right, we'll go over to School Boys Under 12, Division 1 um, and that was won by MJ Carroll of Bridge United. Ah, brilliant! And MJ, of course, was one of the was a leading member of the team that won the All Ireland only a couple of weeks ago, I believe, in the under the, the under twelve All Ireland to beat Cork four one. MJ, I think Dick is his father. He was involved in the backroom team as well, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he's coaching them as well along with Philly and Shea. So, um, well done, to MJ. Well, uh, MJ. Um, Schoolboys under twelve Division One A. Was won by Sam Anatosa of Highview. Yeah, Sam Anatosa. Well done, great, great for you. I Sam. think he's on Philly's uh, panel as well. I think there a few weeks ago um, on the under twelve team. Um, school by his under twelve division two. Uh, James Keating of Evergreen. James, well done. The, and these are great uh, achievements for all these chaps now and 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 young girls. So well done to them all. Go on. 
area. Um, school boys under 12 Division 2A, Kieran Fox of Bridge United. Yep, well done, Kieran. So, Bridge United came in two of the awards there this year in the under 12 divisions, anyway. Um, school boys under 13 Division 1, uh, Derek Clear of Spa United. Well done, Darren. That's a big achievement for a small club. Division one, you know, that uh, he was up against all the big boys in that in that division. So well done to Darren. Second award of the night for Spa United. Uh, nice. Um school boys under thirteen, division one A was won by Harry Trehy of Freebooters. Of course, Harry would have been um, a valuable member of that <laughs> under twelve league winning team, wouldn't he? So he obviously plays he under would. thirteen as well, so he learned. He probably learned to go be half the father then. As I'd, well, you know, I'd imagine so. so. <laughs> I'd imagine so. Yeah, <laughs> the father was a quiet man on the pitch, so he was. So School by is under thirteen, Division Two. Um, Michael Fitzgerald of Bridge United. Yeah, well done, and another award for Bridge United, and, and it, you know, it goes to show you how well they're going with the school boys down there. And well done to Michael on his award. Uh, um, school by is under fourteen, Division One. Uh, I'd say we recognise the last one yeah. of this anyway. Jack Mulcahy of Evergreen. I wonder where he got I, out of <laughs> well, When I saw the list when you sent it to me earlier, I said to myself, well, there's, you need no prizes for guessing. Jack Mulcahy, of course, Davy Mull's young lad, and of course, Jack been, would have been his gran- his grandfather, wouldn't he? You know, so named after his grandfather. Been, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. But listen, Jack, don't be worrying about listening about your grandfather and your father. You have this award won on your merit, so fair play to you. <laughs> And he'll be down in the Kennedy Cup in two weeks' time, so he'll be going down as player of the year in Kilkenny anyway, so hopefully he can help us achieve great success down there for the week as well. We'll be following um, that closely uh, closely for the week as well when, when, when the Kilkenny teams are playing down there. Yeah. Um, school by under 14, Division 1A. Uh, Connor Dempsey of Lions. Yeah, and I, I recognise that second name as well. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Robbie is the is the is the father in that in, in there. So again, I know Robbie well played against him on numerous occasions back in the day. So well done, Connor. Great achievement. Achievement, yeah. Uh, school boys under fourteen, Division Two. Uh, Cameron Whelan of Stonyford. Yeah, another another award for Stonyford. Another club making great strides with underage soccer. So well done to Cameron. Yep. Uh, school boys under 14 Division 2A uh, Peter Lawler of Callan well done Peter and Callan I see Callan's name appearing three or four times on in all these lists so another club making great strides so well done to Peter Lawler there's a great spread to it this year now absolutely uh, yeah. you know between Callan you know there is a kind of there is a good spread this year which is good it's great for the league and that sort of this um, school School boys under fifteen, Division One, Tony Mahoney of Lions. Yeah, another um, another division another one for Lions. Well done, Tony. He would have been part of our Kennedy Cup team from last year as well. Um he was down there as well for, for the week last year as well, you know, so he had a good tournament as well. So well, well done to him. Yes. Um School boys under fifteen, Division One A, Danny O'Neill of Thomastown. Yeah. And it was inevitable Thomastown would have to appear on the list somewhere along the line, so well <laughs> done to Danny. Along the line, yeah. Uh School by is under 15, Division 2. Um, this is a brother of who we called out earlier, Harry... Antonessa. Antonessa. <laughs> I apologise if, if I've pronounced it wrong. Um, of Highview, he's uh, under 15, Division 2. Oh, and I have to clear um, a good space on the mantelpiece in that household because two <laughs> brothers win, and that's not a that's not a common occurrence. So well done to Harry joining his brother Sam on the on the with the Player of the Year trophy. Yeah. Um, I'm into the last three of the school boys anyway. On school boys under sixteen, Division One, 
Thomas Tracy of Evergreens. Don Thomas, I've I've played I've my Weaver Fort Rangers team. I've come up against Thomas the whole way up along from under sevens, under eights. Really, really good player. So well done to Thomas. Uh, school boys under 16 Division 1A uh, Zach O'Halloran of Callan yeah when we, we were in that same division and I actually voted for Zach in that division and uh, well deserved good player and congratulations to him and the last of the school boys then is school boys under 16 Division 2 Charlie R. Penn Highview. Yeah, uh, and apologies again if I pronounced that wrong. Yeah, no, it's a good attempt, a good attempt. And uh, <laughs> again, uh, great result for Highview, another another Player of the Year award. So well done to Charlie. So we're coming yeah. now to we, all we have left now, Miller, is the four <laughs> the four junior awards. The four the the, the four tough ones. Um, Division three. Jack Fitzpatrick of River Rangers. Yeah, well done, Jack. And hardly anything to Jack above and Doherty's no. Because if um, he was, if he was, and, <laughs> and he was able to kick a ball five yards over his way, he'd be playing for Fort Rangers. <laughs> I can assure you. He'd be out with you, so he would. Um, division two, and this was a very popular choice among that division. C.J. Delaney of Stonyford. Yeah, looking at C.J. has been playing a long, long time and a really, really good player and a nice lad. So I'm delighted for him. Well done, C.J. And Division 1 then was Stevie Thompson of Evergreen B. Yeah, again, Stevie, I know Stevie well, and his father, Charlie, you know, Charlie Fair played with you in Park and Ice. That's Charlie's young, that's Stevie. So well done, Stevie. Stevie. And last but not least, their Premier Division, and this was a kind of a popular choice as well, is went to um, Aidan Hines of Bridge United. Yeah, Aidan is the goalkeeper down at Bridge United and a really, yeah. really good goalkeeper. I just broke our hearts on more than one occasion, <laughs> I can assure you, this season. Um, really, really good player, uh, really good goalkeeper. Dennis Hines, of course, is his father, so Dennis has been on this programme on more than one occasion, so well done to well done to Aidan. I suppose just to mention, just the one thing on the four Premier, or the four Junior Awards, Miller, that caught my eye is that none of them, none of them came from the team that actually won the league. No, and that was the thing about it. And I went back and I checked two and three times, you know, just to make sure I was a hundred percent right. But these were the popular, and there were the popular choices among them. You know, where the where the kind of votes went was to these uh, four chaps uh, that did win them. Like you know, so it, overall, looking at it all, it, it, it it's it's a widespread awards this year you know I mean like Bridge United have four East End just looking at it here have three you've Thomas or Highview with three do you know so I mean like there's a good spread around have there have a couple Booters and Evergreen have their usual crew you know so yeah. Thomas Town were on, yeah. the, on the roll you know no Fort Rangers player of the year this year but sure look at we only, <laughs> we only had two we only had two teams so I suppose there was a good chance we weren't going to get one is there a oh yeah right yeah. <laughs> Miller, Miller what else is coming up because you have an AGM coming up you have awards nights coming up and you, you have announced dates for all those today as well yeah um, them awards I'll email them all to the clubs uh, tomorrow morning um, the, that list I'll email them out and today the AGM is coming up on the 6th of July and it'll be held in the Spring Hill Court Hotel um, in the usual room upstairs KK1 I think it is and that could be at um, 8 o'clock. Uh, so I sent out an email today with nomination forms. As we've mentioned a good few times, Jim, you know, help is what we kind of need um, on the committee. Um, so I mean, I would like to encourage to see if we could get some new members to come in and help us because 
it is a it is a tough enough job as it is like you know so yeah. that email went out today with the nomination form so if anyone's interested we have to be returned by the 15th of June and any nominations or motions or change the rule book or anything like that have to be back with me by the 15th of June then as well um, our awards night uh, the junior award night is going to take place on January the or sorry June the 23rd in the Pembroke Hotel there on Patrick Street at 8 o'clock. That'll be the junior men, junior women and the under-19s. Yeah. And the uh, school boys and the school girls and the uh, boys under-17s, they'll be given out on uh, June the 22nd on the Thursday night in the Spring Hill Court Hotel as well at half seven. Okay, and that's, um, normally, a, that's normally a hectic night, Miller. Uh, it will be. I might be. I might be disappeared that night. So I might. Um, I forgot to mention there that the girls under eighteen they'll be given out on the same night as the the juniors on Friday night in the Pembroke. Brooke, okay, okay. Um, so between them two nights, that'll kind of that'll be our season closure, as you could say. You know. Yeah, yeah. Is there youths and under? Did we miss out on youths and under seventeens, Miller? I'm getting text messages in here. Did we miss out? Uh, for the winners oh I did too we yeah, did sorry Jim O'Connell in Bridge United is listening so Jim fair play to you <laughs> we did we missed out on yeah beg your pardon beg yeah. your pardon yeah um, under 17 Division 1A is Charlie Fitzgerald of East End yeah another one for East End well done Charlie under 17 Division 1 is Owen O'Connor of Stonyford excellent well done to Owen under 19, Division 1A is Kyle Ryan of East End. No, and East End and Stonyford have, have, you know, have had a really good night here with all these good awards, night. so well done to Kyle. And, yes. And I suppose the big one in that age group, under 19, Division 1, is uh, Dylan Hunston of Evergreen. Dylan Hunston of Evergreen, of course, Jim O'Connell will know him very well, originally from Goresbridge, and Dylan is a really, really good player, has played a lot of football with the Evergreen junior team this year as well, so it doesn't surprise me to see his name uh, his name getting uh, getting that award in the under-19 Division 1. Miller, um, anything else you'd like to give us before we let you go? Oh, sure, Jim, what can I say? The Mention the ladies are in an All-Ireland semi-final. <laughs> yeah, the ladies uh, topped the group and were seeded uh, number one uh, in the Angela Hurst um, FAI run uh, tournament and uh, for quali- for winning both their games and win them well they got a home draw against the Limerick uh, uh, Limerick League which is on the 9th of July and I'd be hoping to have it in Durham this at 2 o'clock yeah excellent excellent and well you know so well done to them now in fairness considering uh, the manager Frank, he was only kind of appointed two weeks before their first game, but he got uh, he got quite a good core of ladies there behind him. Um, good pick out New Park and East End Thomastown and other clubs uh, in Kilkenny there, and they put it together like you know, and they won their first game nine two, and they had to go up to Kildare, no one needed a draw, but they won it three two, uh, kind of top the group anyway, so. To get a nice home draw like that is a good reward for them, like you know. Well, listen, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks' time when when we're all of this is wrapped up and we'll just wrap up. Ever, <laughs> we'll wrap up everything. We'll recap on everything that happened during the season. We'll we we'll re encourage people to, you know, before the AGM and so on and so forth. And as always, Michael, a pleasure doing business with you. Uh, just just before I go, Jim. Um, 
just to remind that this Sunday morning is her first tournament in memory of Shawnee O'Connor up there from Spa United, who was a great driving force behind Spa down through the years, like you know. So the inaugural, this is, would be the first year of it, uh, having the first final like between Castlewarn and Tullerone out in Dermot on Sunday morning. So for the coat and kind of honour Shawnee, you know, if people were hanging around there Sunday morning should be a good entertaining game anyway there'll be a good crowd of that and you'll get the opportunity to present Castle Warren with the Division 2 um, um, Ken and Michael Byrne Cup uh, trophy as well I should have said nothing you brought up the elephant <laughs> in the room <laughs> right listen fair play to you Michael that was brilliant and uh, no, thanks for no very butter. much for doing that and we'll be in touch again in a couple of weeks time alright no problem thanks a lot Jim cheers thanks very much and thanks for your support that throughout the year as well you know so and thanks to Barra and Cueve there as well about her. Thanks a million, Miller. Take care. Alright, thanks, Alice. Cheers. Thanks. Yeah, bye, I, have bye, to, bye. I have to say a great spread of wins because ah. the one thing you don't want to see is this, all these awards going to the same club. And it's great to see that. Look at it's great for Evergreen and Booters and Thomason, but I love to see the Spa United and ah, the High Views yeah, and yeah. the Lanes because it's important that the hard work that all these clubs oh, are doing is rewarded with, oh, with, the, with these oh. kind of awards. Okay, we're going over time for this next ad break. When we come back, we'll catch up on everything that happened in the Premier League and we might mention a certain cup final that's ahead next Saturday afternoon. The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Don't forget, our next Split the Pot draw will take place this Friday. you got to be in it to win it. The Orchard House, New Orchard Road. Breakfast each morning from 9.30am, followed by all-day dining. Dine in a newly renovated farmhouse just minutes from Kilkenny City. Plenty of free parking, spacious and private. And don't forget our Bramley restaurant for your get-together and family gathering. Theorchardhouse.ie. Friendly, local and spacious. Kilkenny Mart at Killen Hill. We're holding three main sale days at the moment. Monday is our sheep sales day from 10am, with dairy sales beginning at half 12. Tuesday morning, our calf sale begins at 10am, and Thursday, our cattle sale also begins at 10am. To stay up to date on upcoming sales, you'll find all you need at kilkennymart.ie. And while you are more than welcome ringside, all sales can be viewed as they happen on the Mart Bids app. Kilkenny Mart at Killen Hill. Proudly part of Kilkenny life for generations. Pick up a copy of this week's Kilkenny People in your local newsagents. For the very best in local news coverage, sports and features, don't miss your favourite weekly read. The Kilkenny People, the newspaper for the people. Get your home winter ready in one day with Dennis Byrne and Ecomax Insulation. Grants of up to €9,500 for insulation of walls and attic. Ecomax are licensed installers of external insulation. We provide spray foam insulation for attics and roofs. Call Dennis Byrne on 086-407-4820. We're on the web www.ecomax.ie. Contact Ecomax and avail of the home insulation grants of up to €9,500. Dennis Byrne and Ecomax Insulation for a warmer home. The heartbeat of our city is shopping local. 
TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. And you're welcome back to part three, your third and final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Right, Bear, Man City won the league. Leeds, yep. Leeds and Leicester got relegated so in the heel of the hunt over the last couple of weeks what looked like was inevitable is what is uh, the way the, it panned out yeah but uh, having said all that the Everton match had 10 minutes injury time. injury time and up to the end of that it could have changed yeah. you know if Bournemouth had scored Everton were gone down and Leicester were saved so it really did go down to the, really the very had, last day you know Queef you know, I don't know, did you see the Everton game? It was really, really nervous. Like it you could feel you could feel the nerves around oh, yeah. the around the stadium. But about ten minutes into the second half and to Corey, like it was a brilliant strike and it was a strike worthy of winning any game and, and, and it it won it won this one. Yeah, cracker of a volley and, and like you said, I mean well deserved in the end but uh, I think there was another incident later on in the game that I know his board didn't mention it actually where Mr Pickford made a fairly decent save to oh, keep him in did. the game I, I, I should have said it actually he, did, he was asked to do one thing in the match and he did it yeah but yeah. you know but, but I suppose Liam as a Liverpool supporter you were delighted to see Everton staying up um, no <laughs> I, 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 I think it would be I think it would have been very very funny if they'd been relegated for a season and then we bought them back because you'd miss the Merseyside derby yeah. but I have to say it was I just caught the highlights Sunday night because I was out in Dordamus but the, the tension that came across just over the television never mind in Goodison was unbelievable I mean the, and, and it was said after the match and it was dead right for all the celebrations the players were doing and the fans joined in at the end there was an air among certain supporters of anger and disappointment yeah, that for the second year in a row that they were in that position to begin yeah. with, not only with the pedigree of the club, but with the money they spent and the expectation that came with that. And I just hope, I said it last season at this ver- on this very date, that I hope they learned from that experience and they should never be there. And we all know what happened. I hope this time they just yeah, well, look sh- at things because yeah. that is not right. No, Sean Dice. You know, he's been covering it over while he had to, you know, to try and kind of cajole them into saving their, yeah, you know, the existence in the Premiership. But he came out after the match. And if you if you notice, when Everton scored that goal on Sunday, and it was a great goal, the dugout, they were all lipping around. Dyche was the one man, he never, you know, he no. didn't clap, he didn't jump around, he done nothing. Because he knows what's wrong there. Yeah. And there's a lot wrong. And Liam said it through. Last year, it was as bad. I, it's worse this year. Yeah, they didn't but learn at all from no, last year's no, debacle. And they, they won't survive the third one. Yeah. If Sean Dice is not listened to, this time next sure. year, lads, they'll be... It's in yeah. the fabric of the club. There's a there's a, there's all sorts of problems there, and you don't have to go too deeply into it to, to to see that. It's evident for all to see. But I just hope, and I'll, you'd cut them a bit of slack for celebrating on the day because it's relief. But I hope there was shame and disgust yeah. in that training ground on Monday morning Be- for being in that position. It is despicable. Because there was, I was listening to a podcast during the week, and there was there was actually a supporter from Leicester, Leeds, and Everton. Some, someone from uh, some of their official supporters clubs and the Everton the guy representing Everton supporters made that point very vehemently 
there's nothing to celebrate here if we mm. stay, like, you know, right, we'll be relieved, as you said, Liam, yeah. but he did actually say that this is not something to celebrate staying up. We cannot afford Everton Football Club to be, you know, in this position. And, you know, but they did survive Cueve, unlike Leicester and Leeds, and Leeds first, and they went out with it. They went down without a whimper. Yeah, we, I mean, and we thought we'd give Leeds a bit of credit because we said, look, Spurs probably didn't want to, didn't want to go for that Conference League at all. No, they missed out on that anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Leeds. Did, yeah, like in Ellen Road and everything you thought with the atmosphere that was there, but there was nothing in them. And, and look, it was coming for a while that we thought Leeds were going <coughs> to go down, and it did end up happening. And you know, four-one, poor, poor performance. Yeah. And then you look at Leicester. Leicester did what they had to do, but it, it wasn't enough, and it 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 kind of it cost them how poorly they had played ninety percent of the season, and you could see the players by the end of it, like at the end of it, they didn't a lot of them, they were like as if they were resigned to it a long while ago, that you know there was the likes of Madison and and Telemans that were coming off the field, and but you see they they know all yeah, yeah they were not going to be there next season. That's what it seemed to be, you know you there know. was there wasn't you see some teams going down and they're you know head in the hands and are in tears, whereas. I didn't see a whole lot of that from Leicester because it probably is that way. They know these lads are they'll be gone. They won't be there in the championship. But it is a real abject failure for Leicester, Bear, because when yeah, you well, look at the quality that's in that squad, champ- champions seven years ago. Yeah, like yeah. they won the FA Cup a couple of years yeah, ago. They right, finished yeah. fifth two seasons in a row. Yeah. Like I mean, you know, where did it all go wrong, lads? As they say, yeah, but like hmm. I mean, when you look at the, the the squad, when if you look at the strength that's in that squad, that's been a very poorly managed squad yeah. to say that they have got relegated with that amount of quality in the squad. I, I still think, and Liam said it here one night, was that to leave Brendan Rodgers there. I believe that mm-hmm. I think the biggest mistake they made last season they sold Casper Schmeichel oh, you know and they replaced him with nobody yeah. you know like Casper Schmeichel was the spiritual leader nearly oh, true, himself and Jamie yeah. Vardy of true, that team yeah. like you know what I mean and it made no sense no he was a real leading figure and I, I don't think anyone could understand why they got rid of him um, but I think I, I read it slightly differently it's a failure with the quality they have that Leicester have been relegated of course it is but any supporter of that club if you take it over history in a seven year period would have taken a Champions League uh, quarter final a Premier League title and I think it was three top five finishes and an eight place finish as well and won an FA Cup and won an FA Cup to boost so I mean it's been a successful period but they're like the model on Vogue magazine they won the Premier League and then when they went to the second and third page of the magazine they, she wasn't happy and that's Leicester <laughs> Football Club they had a, they had a, a really really good couple of seasons in 5th and 8th place and their fans turn into uh, really really unple- an unpleasable bunch and that's what's cost them here it's, it comes back to that point with Everton the club they didn't know what to do mm. they climbed the mountain and they didn't know what else was success there's one thing you would you would hope though that I mean this is not the first time it's happened when you think about I mean Blackburn Rovers you're you're going back yeah, a long way right. but they they yeah. won the league and within was it five or six years yeah. they were relegated and yeah. they have they've been up and down but they haven't been seen for a long time and you'd hope that doesn't happen to Leicester I mean in the same way as, as what I mean the fans at, at Everton they were chanting at the end of the game a lot of them for the board to be gotten rid well, of and they've and been chanting board. that a long time yeah, now and, and the Leicester like, could be the, the same the, the, the Everton uh, head honchos don't even go to the home matches yeah. now because they don't feel That's safe right, in it yeah. better of the three that have gone down you know Southampton Leeds and Leicester who's the best equipped or is any of them equipped to bounce straight back well you see the problem with Leicester is they're talking about I was reading today on one of the papers all the lads in the dressing room on Sunday after the match, we're saying goodbye to one another. Yep. They know that a lot of them are going to be sold. 
whether they'll have the players to come. I would back Leicester if, you know, the, most of that squad was there to yeah. come back up. Because they're that kind of a, a team. I don't know whether Leeds will bounce back. Southampton might. Yeah, yeah, Southampton have appointed Russell Martin as the new manager who done a really good job at Swansea mm. last season. I, I, you know, I'd be inclined... <laughs> the Leeds situation is a, is, is, is a really bad situation because that club has been managed... They've they done so well to get back into the Premier League and yeah. they had by Elsa and they look like they were really, really, you know, a club going places. But over the last couple of years, it has been farcical. And I mean, the fans are spitting thunder over there and you can't blame them. And they've gone down and, you know, there's an awful job of work there. Obviously, they're not going to keep Sam Allardyce. I'm assuming they're not going to keep Sam Allardyce. But you know, only he wants to oh, I bet you he might want it, but the Leeds, yeah. you know, I can't see it happening. Like, Queef, you know, they're... Yeah, you know. I think as well, the money Allardyce might command as well to, to, to get him back up out of championship might not suit them either. Yeah, look, a lot of it has been the recruitment as well. Like, yeah, they've, spent, like they've, 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 they've squandered money. Yeah, they've like, squandered money. Even when you think about Jesse, Jesse Marsh, when he came in and the players he brought in, and everyone uh, scratching their heads going, I think I hadn't heard of any of the players. Now, I said it was a lot of lads more knowledgeable than me, wouldn't have heard of them either. Um, and, and, you know, and you, you look at other clubs and what they've done, I mean, we always talk about how Brighton have, have spent and they've spent cleverly and bought in the right players, where Leeds just didn't do that. And then, again, look, things didn't help him in the ways of Patrick Banford being out injured and things like that. But I'm not again, so sure that, he missed some sitters. Well, but, 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 anyway, but that, that didn't, when he was out, yeah. then they didn't have someone there to step in yeah, for him. So that, that was part of it too. And that's, that's a lot of a look. It was three, three teams in, in disarray and it's it's not going to be easy for him because that championship, that championship seems to be getting tougher oh, and tougher yeah, every it year. Is getting very know, hard. Yeah. Well, I think the issue with Leeds is very simple. They conceded over 70 goals in a season. Yeah, They're not yeah. going to stay up with that kind of a record. And that championship is going to be competitive with the three teams relegated. Middlesbrough, West Brom, Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday coming up out of the out of League One. Both big clubs that will spend money. Championship is not going to be a, is going to be a difficult place yeah, to and, and negotiate next season. A word of warning to those three clubs. Everyone talks about the, the bouncing back in the first season of the championship. I think the average place is 11th. That's yeah. the average. So yeah. this myth of oh, we'll just jump straight back, and the, and the, and the, you know the count, the, the opposite to that then is last with uh, Fulham, Notts Forest, and Bournemouth, the three teams that got promoted uh, last season were the three favourites in the bookies to be automatically relegated, and all three of them survived, which just goes to show you there's a little bit of hope for Luton Town, and what a story that was uh, the other day. Well, that was a great story. A great story. I, I would make them favourites. Go back. Ah, well, look, it's sure they are. Whoever wins the playoff every year is favourite. Ah, yeah. well, that just live them. Give them a few days to enjoy it. And that. Uh, it was a brilliant penalty shootout, five all. Uh, it, was it was a brilliant was shootout, and I felt sorry for that. Always yeah, someone has to miss, and I felt sorry for the commentary player to miss. Someone has to miss. You know, yeah, but um, um, there's the, the stress to all it too that Luton now they have to spend is a ten million to do the renovations of the, and they yeah, have to, to and, get it and then to get it done within the next two or three months. Yeah. But I think the other story came from not just because Luton had come conference and the whole way up. There was a there's a player I know the name. Yeah, he, it, it misses me now. But he has, Ruddock as they say, like he's, he's completed English football. He's played in every. Well, he will have played in every yeah. single division, which is again with the one team. With the one team. But we have to give Luton a shout. I mean. I haven't seen a whole lot of Luton over the course of the season, but in the first half against Coventry, they yeah, were they by were far the better team. And I will tell you, and there was no, put it this way, there was no Pep Guardiola influence oh, on them. No. They had a big lad playing up to their forward but and they weren't afraid the, to get the ball up to them. The thing about them too, the last month or six weeks, they've really been on a roll, you know. 
They went in, the fellow says they were deformed. <laughs> you know, I'm after getting a text there off of a big League United fan, Tony Scanlon, and all he's saying is, what fools sacked by, by Elsa? Well, I think, Tony, if they, if, well, if they were all uh, back the, again. One of the banners in the stand last Sunday was bring back Elsa. <laughs> I heard he's working for MI5. Yeah. <laughs> Look at, um, it, was a great, it was a great occasion for Luton Town. Terrible, tough on Coventry. It's an awful way to go, but, you know, I felt sorry for the chap that missed the penalty. It's an awful lonely oh, place to be, terrible, an awful lonely yeah. place to be, but look at Luton Town, Kenilworth Road, back in the, in, the big boys the next big season. Time, yeah. Quickly before we, because we are running out of time, um, big credit to Brighton and Aston Villa, lads. I think, you know, when you look at the qualifiers for Europe next season, you know, Brighton go into the Europa League with Liverpool, Aston Villa go into that Conference League, you know, Chelsea don't qualify for Europe, Spurs don't qualify for Europe. You know, in fairness, Cueve, brilliant uh, achievement for Brighton well, and Aston Villa. Uh, oh, big time, yeah, and, and well deserved. I mean, when Deserby came in to Brighton, there was kind of, people didn't know what was going to happen. Well, you see, they thought Graham Potter was the yeah. Messiah oh, at Brighton. Yeah, that's but right. in, in, in the wind-up, it probably suited better. Now, I know when Potter left, they were in a good position as it was. I think they could have been in the top four, actually, when he left. Yeah. But with Potter, and the problem had been with Brighton for so long was that they were struggling to score goals. The Zorby came in, and that, that changed completely. Oh, yeah. And and, and you, you even think that, like, I mean, Trossard went, one of their b- best players went to Arsenal. They were able to then, they got Matoma, the likes of them, you know, McAllister came back from the World Cup and, and was yeah. fantastic for him. So. Holding on to all those players is going to be the job well, now for the Brighton. Thing, yeah. the fir- I thought you, anyway, about a few weeks ago, the first person that should be signed out of Brighton Football Club yeah. is the Chief Scout or the Head of Recruitment. Yeah, yeah. That's the first lad you want to be getting. True, true. Um, you know, fair play to. Umoy Emery and when Aston, when he took over at Aston Villa they were a basket oh, case Stephen Gerrard had him in the relegation zone and Emery has done a brilliant job with Aston Villa someone will have to teach him the English word for night time when he's doing the interviews next season in the Europa <laughs> Conference League but yeah. no he's done a brilliant job and I think often with teams like, like Aston Villa and teams in those mid-region of the Premier League that second season after a brilliant year where they have to contest with Thursday night football Sunday afternoon football it can be a struggle now they're not going to turn down the opportunity and they have the best man in the business to be able to cope with that because he is a specialist um, when it comes to working with mediocre to very good teams in, in top divisions in, in uh, around Europe and getting the best results out of them I mean you only have to take where he took that Aston Villa team from yeah, mm-hmm. so they're, they'll probably give that uh, Europa Conference League a very good shot next year and their league form won't fall off a cliff yeah because he has a tr- yeah. brilliant yeah, track record they were actually probably unlucky they didn't get Europa League and it was a co- few games Ali Watkins yeah. kind of dried up a little bit and, and Liverpool finished so strongly because yeah. Liverpool came out of nowhere they didn't look like any European football was going to be their mm. their lot at one stage Cueve we haven't got much time um, what kind of uh, messiah is Mauricio Pochettino going to be <laughs> he's, he's going to have a hard job he's going to be hands. the messiah yeah. the actual messiah but, I mean in fairness to him, um, going back to when he went to Spurs from Southampton, Spurs were in a bad, bad place, um, and he did it did a, did a great great job with Spurs in terms of getting him top four consistently, getting him to a Champions League I'm final. Trophies, Queef. Yeah, well, yeah. But well, look, what he's coming in now to do is is to is to try and turn this around a bit. Um, again, look when you think about what he did at Spurs. I'm trying to get the positives as I said I mean he had two transfer windows back to back where they didn't invest any money he was able to he, he brought Kane and Son along to, to really be probably a lot of what the players they are now I mean Kane was a 
third or fourth choice when he came in. Son was they were going to get rid of him, and now he's one of their best players. So look, I'll, I'll give him give him time, see what he can do. I, I can't see there being much money invested think, in the club. I think it's very this. interesting that he's only signed in a two year contract. Yeah. Like that, that's the one well, thing that caught my ear. That'd be a long, long time as a Chelsea manager. Only <laughs> six managers in that two years, right, lads? As I said, we've had a really busy program. The FA Cup final bear on Saturday. Have Man United any chance of beating Man City? Of course they have. They're in it. If they weren't in it, they'd have no chance of it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But they have, they have a chance. And in in the recent years, look, I, I think Man City are favourites. I think Man City will win. But United have beaten City on a few occasions in the last few years. Yeah. And, you know, if City, you know, have one eye on the European... Oh, you know, I'm clutching yeah. at straws here on yeah. the Champions League final. You know, you but you give United a chance. But look, if City hit their top form and United hit their top form... City will win. Yeah. But it doesn't always happen like that. As Liam said last week, the best team doesn't always win the final. Okay, let's have a know. heathen view of the FA Cup final. <laughs> I'm looking from, forward from to a it. position of apathy over here in the yeah. in the corner. Oh, what no, do you think? I don't like the early rounds when it's cold and it's wet, but yeah. when it's a summer's day at Wembley, I'll watch yeah. it, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the match very much, and I do think Manchester United will give them a game. You only have to go back to Old Trafford to, to see that United against big clubs, especially Man City, are able to put up put in performances. They're coming in in reasonably good form. Um, City, it's only human nature, will have an eye on the Inter Milan tie. And look, whoever gets the first goal, I know it's a bit of a cliche. If United can get it, they can, uh, they'll be in with a chance. But it's hard to look past City. Queef. Yeah, it, yeah, City looked to probably have the firepower to do it. Um, going for this treble. But then, again, United still want to stop it. Well, you know, if any team wants to stop yeah, the treble, it's United. Because United. Yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, I was going to ask you before, like... If if City do get this treble, who would you say was the better? The, the United 99 now or the City? Ah, well, there you see. Look, that was a big we've if, only, we've, two we've, only got, we've only got two and a half minutes left. That's a full programme. That's a full programme. <laughs> Look at the 99 was special for, for United fans, especially the, the Champions League part of it because it was a miraculous finish against, against Bayern Munich after being outplayed for the majority of the game. But, Bear, getting back to the FA Cup final, you know... You just don't know in a... In a yeah. the, the opening... <sighs> 10 minutes yeah. that the City lads will be the most nervous because of who they're playing now they're the best team in England best team maybe in Europe maybe the best team in the world but there's no certainty they're going to be these are their neighbours and these are the people they do not want to be facing in this situation if United did score first well, I think the, the the important part from United point of view is that Varane is back, yeah. and Varane coming back has coincided with Casemiro regaining the form that he had showed for the majority of the season, and they're going to be two massive, massive players for United if they're going to have any chance on Saturday. But it'll be it'll make for great viewing anyway, uh, and um, I certainly hope that Roy Keane is in a, is in a studio somewhere and Mister Richards is sitting beside him because <laughs> it'll be television gold tomorrow night, Seville. And uh, I told you last Saturday, the first thing I done Saturday morning is I backed both Coventry and Luton <laughs> to win on penalties. When you can get up tomorrow morning and do the exact <laughs> same thing with Seville and Roma, because I, I can see a dour nil-nil yeah. between Seville and Roma in the, Europa, in the Europa final tomorrow night. Any thoughts? Look, can we Mourinho getting another, another trophy in the bag? I mean, it's amazing, really. It doesn't matter where he's gone. He's done, done amazing work now. It could be well, when, he gets to, when he gets to a final there's only one way he approaches yeah. it lads there's only one way he approaches it he brings the bus he has, he has yeah. a ferocious record though, yeah. you know, winning trophies yeah he absolutely does he absolutely does uh, Jude Bellingham 
going to Real Madrid, they're fighting whether it's going to be 120 or 140 million. The big English clubs, lads, they really took their eye off of the ball three years ago when Borussia Dortmund signed this young lad for not practically nothing from Birmingham. And it, 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 the dogs in the street were singing his name since he was 14 years of age. Um, I, I think he was clever though going to Dortmund he knew probably he knew going to Dortmund he was going game. to get games yeah, yeah that's and that's, that's what's tournament to the player he is um, I mean if he had a gone to one of the bigger English clubs he could be sitting on the bench for a long time but he's only 20 yeah but, but when you see him play he doesn't seem like a player who's that young he's and, and Bear, they've thrown away the, the Bundesliga at the weekend Bear, or yeah. Yeah. Dortmund we haven't time to talk about but he actually yeah. got the player of the year over there yeah, in, the, in, the, right. in the book yeah. Yeah, you know what do you think of him, Lee? Yeah, no, I'll, I'm a big fan of him. Of course, Liverpool wanted him, but oh, they, have, they can't I, afford him. That ship has sailed. He has yeah, a great yeah. physical presence in the middle of the pitch. And I like 20 years of age, he has a long, long way to go. But, yeah. Okay, lads, we've had a really, really busy programme. As always, the hour has caught up with us.